Hi, it's Wes Johnson. And John St. John. And we're here for GGR Pirate Radio. Yeah, because they've got balls of steel. Yes, and we may take those from you when we're done. I'm ready. I, I'm, yeah. I'm rip-roaring ready to do this thing. Yeah, you sound, you were like fired up, man. You were like like coming out of the tunnel like for an NFL game, like slapping your helmet and like high-fiving fans and like doing like Hulk Hogan stuff. Like, you know, the thing where you shake your hand twice and then put it up to your ear. Like you were jacked up, dude. Oh, yeah, that's all gone now. I used up all my energy. Wow. Today is over. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Oh, no, dude. <laughs> no I'm, I'm so pumped for yeah. – um, for this whole day and it wasn't even like a good day at work like there was like all kinds of nonsense to deal with and it was just like teflon steve just stuff was bouncing off me nothing sticking to this i was i was the exact opposite like 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 i was saying before i just want february to be over um for many reasons but like like all my personal reasons aside like just because this is like the worst month of my life um and not like for any of those listening, not like this particular February, but like in, in general, February is my is the worst month ever. Like everybody I love died. And like <laughs> um, it's at work, it's been awful, too. Like it's just been really stressful. And like they just did like a massive upgrade to all of our computer systems. So, you know what that means? None of it works. Yep. And yeah, it's just been like extra stressful and like. The one thing that frustrates me more than anything else is, like, when you get a phone call and, like, there's something wrong and you can't do anything and it makes you look like an a-hole. Like, you're just like, well, nothing I can do for you. Dirt, 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 dirt. Like, you just, you look like a rube and I hate that. And, like, it's been, like, nothing but that for, like, the last, like, three days, so. They think they're, like, great. I got this dude on his very first day. Yeah. He yeah. He's probably you know know somebody he can fog up a glass that's the only reason he's sitting here yeah your, your voice is cracking for whatever reason when you're answering the phone <laughs> um i'm not sure hang on uh let me ask my manager <laughs> you're like the pimply face kid from the simpsons now exactly. basically is all i can exactly. see exactly oh let me tell you how happy i was that you got my uh insanity peppers of Quetzalcoatl joke that i made and your uh and your geek sheets are hold on first off i mean bravo for pronouncing that oh uh, yeah because i'm like quits quits uh, that weird place from the simpsons i don't know <laughs> yeah, yeah quetzal sacatenango yeah <laughs> yeah it's rubbing it in yeah it's 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 one of the it's one of the abilities that i have it was actually the the military um usurped it and used it as much as they possibly could it's like i pick up languages really really well um, so that's why I speak Arabic and, and Spanish and English, but like, yeah. Plus, like, I, I'm a, um, I'm a auditory learner, so if I hear something, I can normally repeat it. So mm. I've heard, I've, I've heard, um, Chief Wiggum say Quetzalcoatlango only like 50 billion times, so, because that's like my, one of my favorite episodes, like. That is a solid episode. Yeah. You're like, I hope you got the reference, and I'm like, I yeah get the reference God, come on damn right i did um yeah but like that whole episode like in the fact that um johnny cash is the uh is the um coyote the, the space right? coyote yeah the space coyote yeah. yeah and he like homer's having that memory where he sees the space coyote and he's like find your soulmate homer he's like but where when i'm just a member i can't provide any more information for you let me tell you right now, I just heard back from MC. He's going to be joining us soon, but listen to this. If this isn't the most GGR response I've ever heard, I don't know what is. Uh, I said, hey, Steve and I are on Skype. We're ready to go when you are. He said, I'm finishing up a burrito. Give me a few minutes. 
<laughs> I would expect <laughs> nothing less. Like, that's the correct answer to any question that I have. Um, what's up? Uh, burrito. <laughs> we ended up going to, um, cause we, like every year, um, right after we get the, um, profit sharing check, mm-hmm. we always go out to dinner and, uh, we went out to, uh, Carabas for dinner tonight and my goodness, like so good. Like, oh, geez, I could, I, I could eat till I bust there. The place is so delicious, but now I'm going to have to like hit the gym, like extra hard the next couple of days, just try to burn some of that off. Here's the deal. I've never been there, and I don't know what that is. Really? Yeah. I've never been to a lot of places. I don't go anywhere or do anything. So the fact <laughs> that people have ever listened to me on a podcast is astounding because I just sit in my little bubble, and I'm like, yeah, so about Dream Theater. And they're like, oh, my God, like, get out in the world, bro. Um, but, like, there was what was the one place we were talking about where um, we had that podcast, and we had, like, five people and we were talking about that zaxby's was it oh yeah the the chicken chi- joint the fried chicken joint, yeah. um and then we were talking about you know obviously caraba um just this past christmas was the first time i've ever been to a cheesecake factory for really? my like, christmas party yeah wow. i don't like i don't go anywhere um so like i said well, it's, it's astounding Park, obviously it, it's amazing that i got a human woman to marry me it, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's absolutely phenomenal <laughs> See, but honestly, though, man, you're going to get to experience all this stuff with her. So that makes it even better. So you guys get to share those things together. But um, imagine Olive Garden, only the food is more authentic Italian and like a little classier, just like turned up just just a tiny bit on on the class. Like, it's not like it's not like ridiculously where you got to show up with like a shirt and tie. But it's a it's a little nicer. Like if you're if you're taking a girl on a date and you know you want to impress her, probably go with Carabas over Olive Garden. But yeah, no yeah. whole jeans, collared shirt, no tie, kind of deal. Yeah, that, that's a that's a good way of putting it. Yeah, absolutely. And like when they sing birthday songs to you, they sing it in Italian. So yeah, it, it's classy. It's a classy joint. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like it's if other than like a local Italian restaurant run by somebody that like actually speaks Italian, that's, that would be the most authentic uh, Italian I could think of. So those are like the kind of places though, where it's like fluorescent lights, red and white checkered table, yeah, you know, tablecloth. And you're thinking like, all right, so this is either going to be like middle school cafeteria grade food, or this is going to be the best Italian I've ever eaten in my life. Exactly. There will be no in between. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the place, but when I was living down in Spotsy in Spotsylvania, yeah. um, there was a place – it was just on a little strip mall and it was like that. And Mandy would always get baked ziti and I would get a chicken parm sandwich. I think I know which one you're talking about. I think it was um, Castilia's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, man. That place was fantastic. And it was like that. It was just like some little yeah. hole in the wall mm-hmm. next to like a like a pet hospital. Yeah. And you're, you're thinking like, there's no way this is like the most amazing chicken parm sandwich I've ever had, right? I'm just going to stop here because I don't know anywhere else. I, I just lived in Virginia for six minutes. Um, and it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about that is Sandy and I make fun of that place all the time because all the like yokels that live in Fredericksburg around here who are unfamiliar with, you know, any culture whatsoever, all pronounce it Castiglias. And I'm like, guys, you know that it's, you know what? Never mind. Forget it. Woo, Castiglias. Yeah. Come on. Like, it's, <laughs> Get her done. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head, but here we are. They put like is a, it? They put like an is S on the end of everything. Four already. <laughs> they put like an S on the end of everything. Y'all got them chicken parmesans? Well, I mean, we can we can do one chicken parmesan. Yeah, sure. You want more than one? Okay, parmesans. All right. Man, I love them parmesans. <laughs> that's like that's something I found out that like 
I didn't realize that we did in Pennsylvania a lot. When I went down to Virginia and no one was doing it, I was like, oh, so this is a thing. I found out there's two specific things. When you are from Western PA, you're always going down somewhere, regardless of the direction. Hey, do you guys want to go down to uh, the mall tonight? And hey, do you want to go down to Brian's place or something? Yeah. Regardless of direction, it's always you're going down somewhere. Okay. And then additionally, it's always like a store is like apostrophe S. So like there's the uh, discount, like kind of grocery store, Aldi. Everyone around here called it Aldi's. If it <laughs> even remotely sounds like a person's last name, yeah. it gets the apostrophe S around here. I got Every, you. And some people get it real bad. They call it like Walmarts and stuff like that. <laughs> Not that bad all the time. But like there are some people around here. I'm like, you want to go to Walmart? And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I've, I've mentioned that you, you need to start watching Letterkenny. One of the guys on Letterkenny, uh, his name is Squirrely Dan. Squirrely Dan puts an S at the end of everything. He was like, yeah, I'm going to take this girl out. We're going to get some sushis and sashimis. And, like, it just just kills me every single time. And, like, that's now, like, my go-to. If I want to sound like like a, like, a, like a country bumpkin, I just, like, throw an S on the end of the word. Yeah, we. I mean, we, we got a touch of that around here. So it's, yeah. it's for real. Yeah. Well, like, I think I don't really – do you want to go down – no, no. I'm I'm trying to think like it, whether it's north or south. It doesn't really matter. Like, hey, we're gonna go down to the mall. Yeah, I think you're. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. <clears throat> yeah. They also they say some weird shit around here though too. Like if you're in the D.C. area, especially Maryland, fuck. I've, I mean, I've done it before. You've heard the accent, but like they say shit really, really strange. Like if you're in Baltimore, you're not actually going south to go to the ocean to go to the Atlantic Ocean. Like you're going east, and they'll be like, "You want to go down the ocean?" And it's not even down to the ocean. It's down the ocean. <laughs> But they say it with that stupid fucking accent, too. They're like, hey, you want to go down to the ocean? And you're like, uh, sure, okay. Hey, when we're there, we'll get some crabs. Maybe we'll see Kyle Ripken. And you're like, god damn it. <laughs> you guys sound I can't st- figure you out. <laughs> you sound so stupid. And, like, Sandy and I can't help it. We do it every single time, the voice. And we just, like, we've created, like, this character. He doesn't even have a name, but he just has done some horrible things. And we're just like... <laughs> I kidnapped Kale's mom. And then we went and got some pizza and we had some salami on it. And then after that, I took the kids to karate class. Like, he kidnapped Kale's mom. He, he's eating pizza. Like, yeah. And there's a there's a place called the Pizza Palace, right? But we were driving by uh, a pizza palace in, um, in Salisbury and the P was out. So it was the Pizza Alice and we just thought that was the greatest thing ever. So that's what we refer to it as all the time. Let's go down to the Pizza Alice. <laughs> oh man i'm so glad i hate the ravens now even more than i used to right like it just and you can't you can't even like i can't take anybody from baltimore seriously like it's it's fine they're they're great people you know whatever but like that accent just just fucking kills everything but the worst part about it is is philly has a touch of that accent too and they'll say the same. Yeah, they're close enough. They're close enough. Yeah. They have a very similar like delivery in their accent too. You they know? do. They really yeah. do. They're like, "Hey, Donovan McNabb, kiss my ass!" And you're like, "Oh God, you too? <laughs> guys are the worst." What did y'all get to drink the same contaminated water or Just, something? What's going on over here? It must be because they're so close to the Chesapeake Bay. I don't know. Something weird. Ugh. <laughs> the, uh, but like people from this That's area the too. Yeah. People from, like, from Virginia will say things like that, too. Like, my dad, I don't know where the hell this comes from, but, like, you know, the city, 
that is the capital of our country, Washington, he puts an R in there, Washington. And I'm like, Dad, where did that come from? What do you do with your clothes? Well, we wash them. I'm like, you don't, oh, God, no, there's no R. Like, I have no idea what we were watching Worst Cooks in America last night, and there was a lady who was saying squash, like, instead of squash. Yeah, that sounds Because it was the same thing, like, wash, wash. Yeah. There's a little bit around here, and, like, I don't understand around this area, like, where the line is where you become a yinzer or you don't. Because, like, every once in a while, I'll say, like, you know, in that, you know, that's a Pittsburgh thing. You know, you guys want to go to the mall and that, you know, every once in a while it slips out. Right. But like, other than that, I don't feel like I have that like real Pittsburgh yinzer kind of lingo going on here. And I don't know like where the pockets are around Pittsburgh where like you either absolutely have that 100% or not at all. I can figure it out for you right now. Um, If you were going to the central part of Pittsburgh, what would you refer to it as? Downtown. Downtown. That, not Tan. Not Tan Okay. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. I was going to let you trick me into it. Oh, oh, you mean downtown. No, <laughs> never said that ever. Which no matter where you are yeah. is down. Exactly. You want to go down to downtown? <laughs> Let's go down to downtown. <laughs> Even if you're already in downtown. I just have to prepare you when you come down in April, Jax might say that to you. Hey, let's go downtown. <laughs> With like 16 H's in it. <laughs> oh my God. We're not even including MC in this conversation. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> We're just. I can understand I... if you never want to associate with us ever again. No, you're fine. I'm over here crushing some guac. So, like, and I'm trying not to choke because I'm listening to you guys and laughing on mute. <laughs> Oh man, um, I think tonight, like, it, I think a little, um, a little geek sheets will be appropriate. Um, you know, we might touch on some of the stuff that we talked about last week, but not like as heavy as we did. And like, honestly, like your title that you came up with, MC, was perfect. Like the heavy stuff that has been—that's the title I ran with when I put it up on iTunes. It is a lighter night. It yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. I need lighter. I'm in Baltimore right now. Oh God. Uh-oh. <laughs> which made the whole Baltimore conversation like 10 times funnier because yeah. I literally heard it like 10 minutes ago, or 15 minutes ago yeah <laughs> can, you, can you believe Manny Machado signed with the Paul Drace he just put the gun in his mouth <laughs> um, <laughs> they're so sour here about that too oh god you think they're sour wait till bryce they're... harper signs somewhere else and all the dc fans get <sighs> shitty like yeah but at, I'm at least be one john of wall's fans. legs exploded you know and at least um i don't know nothing yeah. else ever good happens if flacco's gone they're getting additional yeah. traction so yeah. yeah um i think that like the the bryce thing like i knew it was bad when mark lerner like the owner of the nats came out in an interview today and he was like we're we've already moved on he's not on our roster i was like oh no oh damn yeah that's so oh that's so interesting because literally like was i think like two days ago they said that because of the relationship between the learners and boris like the nationals were gonna have the opportunity to match whatever Philly's offer is before he signs there or wherever wherever he ends up. So let me read. I'll read what it says here. It says uh, the Washington Nationals are officially moving on from Bryce Harper. Nothing 
Uh, nothing certainly changed on our end, owner Mark Lerner told NBC Sports Washington uh, Friday. Oh, we've moved on, as I said back uh, then, and we had to. Uh, there was no way we could wait around. Bryce, I'm sure, will make his decision hopefully in the next days, but we filled out our roster, and like I said, we wish him nothing but the best. Wow. Oof. But that here, certainly... At the end, though, he says, but there's always that. The door's cracked a little bit. I have no clue at this point where they're, what they're up to. Uh, we really haven't heard from them in a couple of months. So that's the only reason why I think that maybe he's, he's, he's adios at this point, because he hasn't even contacted them at all. Yeah, and, and that's interesting, too, because it's, they're also saying, like, he... Like it doesn't sound like he's sold on Philadelphia either, which which you would think which you would think would be like, well, come back here. It makes it makes the most sense. I mean, is anybody ever really sold on Philly? Let's be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I wouldn't want to play for that fan base. I fucking hate them. I, I, if I was a professional athlete, because I don't think I would ever turn down any contract from any professional uh, sports organization, <laughs> I would play for Philly, but I could see getting my first opportunity for a free agent contract and getting the fuck out of there, because yep. I like the area. I have relatives that live up there, and, like, it's a beautiful area, but, man, are the fans, like... The, They're it, the worst. Yeah. I, like... <laughs> I honestly, I personally think New York fans are worse because they just, they're, they're obnoxious and they expect excellence like all the time. And if you're not like perfect, they're just like, they're just ripping you to shreds. Like, especially Boston like Yankees. Boston fans are yeah. that too. Yeah, but Boston fans are also racist as hell too. So, yeah. like, so you, you're saying you expect that from them. So you're, it's, you're more okay with their toxic <laughs> fandom. Basically. Yeah. No, you're like, like the bar is so much lower that I don't even care. <laughs> <laughs> oh, here's the thing, though. Let's talk about Boston real quick, okay? So, yeah. basically, you, let's burn every bridge we can. As long as we're not talking smack on the Portland Trailblazers, we're fine. Yeah, exactly. Because Oregon, <laughs> Oregon is where our bread is buttered. So, don't fuck with Oregon. Um, we love you, baby. Yeah, exactly. Keep it Blaze. up. Keep those keep those page views up. Um, so, like, even if you were a Boston sports fan, right? Let, let's say, for instance, you liked the Patriots growing up. They were your second team because, you know, you're from D.C. and the D.C. sports team sucked at the time. Um, now you have a quarterback that was accused of cheating. You have a coach that was accused of cheating. And you have an owner who was having sex with illegal, um, illegally kidnapped women in a brothel, essentially, in South Florida. Uh, and he was busted by the FBI. Like, yep. How, how can you still root for that fit that team? <laughs> like it's just not even fair. It's like the most... He was just getting a deep tissue massage. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Obviously, multiple times going back for the same woman. <laughs> like it's oh my god. Like seventy nine dollars a pop. Hey, you know if you if you have to ask what the price is, you can't afford it. Um, I just like I'm I'm blown. Like I, I saw the I saw the article at first, saw the headline, and I was like, oh well. This makes sense because he's single and his wife died and he's just a poor, sad old man. And I just, I felt bad for him until I read the story and they were like human trafficking. And I'm like, oh my God. I was like, no, this, this, no. Dude, did you see the ages on the people that they, whose names were on that list? Yeah. Who was busted? Yeah. Someone was born in 1934, which is, which for me, I was simultaneously disgusted and impressed that at whatever age he is, that he is active. Like, good for you, dude. You know, yeah. like I mean, maybe, maybe find a different course to play on, yeah. so to speak. But yeah. you know, you couldn't have gone somewhere where they were at least eighteen, at least American yeah. citizens. Come on, yeah. man. Yeah, 
it's it's just a mess. And like the more and more we we uh, we learn about the state of Florida in general, as like Sandy and I look to you know eventually move down there, we find out that like Florida is like the number one state in the country for like illegal trafficking of of humans, and like it's just kind of mm-hmm. scary, you know? Like, yeah, I have a, fr- a friend down there. A friend down there told me earlier like there are sting there are sting operations like this one that happened kind of regularly. Uh, down there like you get you get used to just hearing about that kind of stuff yeah it's it's nuts and then like all the stories you know the florida man stories like you get those and like (laughs) you get politicians licking people's faces and stuff like i just think it would be fun to live in florida because it'd just be exciting as hell there's always something crazy going on (laughs) just wake up in the morning pour your orange juice you're like well what nonsense am i gonna hear about on the news today (laughs) can't wait to see what's gonna happen all right guys it is 813 let's go ahead and kick this episode off uh well, we're gonna be talking about the geek sheets obviously because we haven't done that in the month of february so we're gonna kick those off uh here in just a couple minutes um but as you see we're also gonna talk about other stuff in the news like some of it you know you know the heavy stuff and some of it just like goofy because honestly that's that's all we're looking forward to tonight is just to have some some fun and talk about some stuff um I wouldn't even, I don't know if this is, I mean, I guess they're all the diner. They're all GGR pirate radio. We can call any of these, whatever the fuck we want to call them. Cause it's yeah. all pretty much the same thing anyway. So <laughs> let's go ahead and get this party started. This is GGR pirate radio. We are starting in five, four, three, two, one broadcast starting. Good job. You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. This is called Pirate Radio. Do it. Do it. Come on, kill me. I'm here. Come on, do it now. Kill me. And as the puck drops, the words that DC fans have been waiting to hear since 1974, the Washington Capitals are the 2018 Stanley Cup champions. So it's $10 for a BJ, $12 for an HJ, $15 for a ZJ. What's a ZJ? If you have to ask, big man, you can't afford it. No, why not? Because it's too complicated. It's like algebra. Why you got to put numbers and letters together? Why can't you just go fuck yourself? This is called Pirate Radio. But, Peter, why would they make you president? Well, maybe it's because I can recite all 50 states in a quarter of a second. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? This is called Pirate Radio. Be like, oh, these are stupid guns. Guns uh, are for jerks. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutford. I'm totally going to use that, too. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, my name is Mike Lunsford, and this is GGR Pirate Radio. Uh, Thank you for joining us. Uh, Check out the website. It is greatgeekrefuge.com. I am so happy to have another episode that we are going to be doing tonight, and we're going to go back to the Geek Sheets. Uh, we've got joining me, as always, the co-host of GGR Pirate Radio. His name is Steve Monick. I am drunk on Dream Theater's new album, so I am sorry to all our listeners ahead of time. I'm just going to put it out there. 
We'll have to talk about that a little bit more too uh, as we as we move on to the episode. But um, we've also got joining us, uh, Mister. Oh, and let me just pause real quick before I introduce this guy. Let me tell you about what we're going to hear about from this guy tonight because he <laughs> has got stories from Katsukon that I cannot wait to hear. I am so excited for what he has to say, and that is MC Brooks. <laughs> I don't have an intro. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got nothing. <laughs> we, you, when you posted that thing on uh, on Facebook, and let me see if I can find it. But like, I was reading that, and I was like, "Wait, what?" And like, I was like, "Weren't you working on an article?" Oh. And then you're like, "I'm gonna wait. And we're gonna talk about this on the podcast." And I was like, "Oh, it's got to be good if he's waiting for the podcast." <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. want to burn any bridges with like Katsukan officials, so. Oh yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm gonna read the read the tweet real quick that you that you shared. It said highlights of Katsukon 2019: people having sex in the hall, people handing out teeth, Danny DeVito, hentai party that turned into an orgy with cake, throw up everywhere, cops, spilled drinks, big chungus, DVD, spare coochie. Like I don't even know what half that stuff is, but like. I'm excited about this. <laughs> this sounds like the most insane uh, con that has ever existed. <laughs> yeah, literally every rumor I heard about Katsu Con was proven true, and I didn't witness every. I didn't witness like like a lot of what's on the list, but I heard about it, and yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, <laughs> it's all true. You can confirm, yes. Can confirm. Oh my god! All right, let's go ahead and hit the uh, hit the uh, intro for the geek sheets. It's time for the geek sheets. Here's the big news this week in the geeky nerdy world. Now here's Steve Monick with the geek sheets. So the geek sheets this week was all about like kind of doing our geek version of Groundhog's Day, kind of a will they, won't they, did he or didn't he see his shadow kind of thing um, with a couple different properties. Like, well, we got two roads ahead of us. Which way are we going on them? Um, let's start. Let's just start at the top. Uh, so Netflix canceled Punisher and Jessica Jones. Surprise, surprise. I mean, the writing was kind of on the wall. Good news. Season three of Jessica Jones is like done. We're still going to get that release and get to see that. But the kind of Groundhog Day, are we, aren't we going to see the shadow of this? Are these ever going to get picked up in their current form in a different place? Are we going to see them on Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, some mystery third party that picks up the rights to them from Netflix? Like, or are we just done and this is it? You know, are we ever going to see them again? So discuss. It would be a severe bummer if we didn't see John Bernthal as the Punisher again, because even, even though season two has not hooked me like season one did, because like we're maybe like six episodes in and it's just really, it hasn't really grabbed me like the first one did. The first one was just incredible. The second one has been pretty good, but not great. Um, the first season of Jessica Jones was a work of art, like just in itself was one of the best TV series that I've ever seen, period. Like I'm not and I'm not even saying like compared to other Marvel stories or other superhero stories. No, that was one of the best well put together 
TV series that I've ever seen. They they hit every single beat perfectly. Like they the exposition that you had with Kilgrave, the fact that like they teased him in the first episode and like they basically built tension for this character that you had no idea who he was. And like by the end of that first episode, you're like, holy shit, I can't wait to see who this guy is. And then when you finally get to him, you're like, well, he's not that bad. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, he's a monster. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it was just a work of art. It, it would be a damn shame if we didn't see these characters come back in some way, shape, or form. Now, granted, I'm also realistic about this. And if that's all we get from them, then I'm still happy. Like, I'm not going to be one of those people that it demands another season. Um I think that they all, all the Marvel series, and this includes Iron Fist, this includes Luke Cage, this includes Daredevil, I think they all deserve more television time, especially because Daredevil Season 3 was one of Netflix's highest rated, or our most watched uh, series in its time when it came out. I just don't see why they wouldn't... In a world where you're basically recasting, or not recasting, but rehashing old licenses because you know that they're viable and that it, there's going to be name recognition. Why would Marvel slash Disney slash Hulu m- miss out on an opportunity to get easy money? And that's, that's my two cents on it. I think too. Well, you're in luck with the Punisher because from what I've seen, uh, the Punisher is actually not subject to the two year moratorium that Netflix and Marvel has because it wasn't part of the original deal. So right now, like if someone else wanted to pick up the Punisher and immediately start working on the next season, they could because and they could they could keep the entire staff. They could keep all of the actors because, again, the Punisher is not subject to the same moratorium that the other shows have since it it, since it was not part of the original deal, which I think is kind of awesome. Considering uh, the, the Punisher is, you know, a um, really dope show. Um, I, I agree, though. I, I do hope that, you know, Disney doesn't decide to lose out on money and a really great opportunity to. I mean, regardless of, of how, regardless of how divisive some of some seasons of some of these shows have, for the most part, people really like these shows. And now that uh, Marvel is going to get their hands on uh, all of their characters from uh, once the Fox deal goes through and everything. I, I, I think that if Marvel gets an opportunity to really put their own handprint on these characters without having to worry about uh, contracts with Netflix and, and anything else, I think we could definitely see uh, better, maybe more cohesive stories um, than what we've seen, which is not was not to insult what you know what, what Netflix did. Netflix obviously did a good job with the what they did produce, but I'm hoping that you know maybe I mean they're gonna they're gonna have a boatload of money at the at you know once this deal goes through, and I, I just found out too they're gonna have access to FX and they're gonna have complete control of FXX too as part of this deal whenever it goes through, so. I mean, any one of these shows would fit perfectly on one of these other platforms, if, it, aside for aside from Disney Plus. So, and, and you have, I mean, outside of the Iron Fist casting, which was, I think, clearly very not a popular casting. People love who they casted for these characters. Charlie Cox is an amazing, an amazing Matt Murdock. Yeah, and Daredevil. 
Uh, Christian Ritter, lover or hater, Mike, <laughs> is yeah. a great Jessica Dude, Jones. <laughs> you're absolutely right. She totally won me over. I cannot stand that actress. Like, you know that scene in um, Step Brothers at the end when um, the older brother's friend, uh, played by Rob Riggle, is like, I just want to punch you in the face. I don't know why. I, I know I shouldn't, but I just want to punch you. That's how I feel about Kristen Ritter. I don't know what is it about her. I just, oh, I want to punch her. But she was so good as Jessica Jones. Like, ugh. I agree. Side note, we should we should definitely make that a show. Actors or people who we just really want to punch in the face. Yes, that Deborah Messing all day. <laughs> all day. <laughs> Podcast over. I don't need to do the show Mine's anymore. Not, we're done. That's the geek sheets for this week. <laughs> Good night, guys. See you next week. Um, <laughs> Deborah Messing. <laughs> all day <laughs> I don't know what it is about her I just I hate her face I hate her face <laughs> I'm sure she's a lovely person I just need to destroy her skull with my fists is all I'm trying to say it's nothing personal nothing personal yeah, just it's all nothing. business yeah exactly it's all business <laughs> alright MC now you gotta name somebody that you just can't stand uh, the singer Craig David I don't know why I don't uh, I don't know why. I've hated him for like 10 years, and I, I, I have no excuse. I have no reason why. You know, looking at him, I, 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 I can kind of see it. I don't know what it, like, I have no, I have no personal beef with this man. I know nothing about his actual life. I really just want to punch him in the face. <laughs> you know, I got to say, too, like, now after all of his in, indiscretions are out, I kind of want to fight Kevin Spacey. Oh, you would destroy him, too. Oh, I would, but I'm just saying. I, I mean, I kind of want to. Um, there's actually a really good Although list. Although, he would fight third, right? Like, he would he would totally, you know, like, fish hook you or go for the eyes. Or like, oh, he yeah. would totally fight third. He would, it would be like, it would be like Ric Flair, basically, in real life. Like, he would, yeah, he would totally fight dirty. Um, I'm looking, there's actually a list on IMDb, the top 80 most annoying actors and actresses. <laughs> uh, number one is Pauly Shore. See? I, I'm okay with Pauly Shore. Like, he's... I can see where he's obnoxious, but he just seems like he would be endearing. Paris Hilton, like, eh, whatever. Tom Green. Tom Green's number three. Interesting, because I forgot he existed until this yeah. very second. People want to punch Jessica Simpson in the face? Really? Apparently, yeah. Um, now, you may not be familiar with the name, but if you've ever seen the movie Road Trip, he was the nerdy skinny kid, DJ Qualls. Nothing, no opinion from anybody. Wait, who? The guy's name is DJ Qualls. If you've ever seen the movie Road Trip. Oh, shit. I've been, I've been muted this whole time. I was like, why are they not hearing me? Yeah. Well, I agree with that. Yeah, DJ Qualls. I agree with yeah. that 100%. Yes. Yeah, okay. I was um, going to say, I, I, have, I actually found a list on mandatory.com. Did you really? Of 12 actors with very punchable faces. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is Charlie Sheen. See, I'm 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 on the other end of the uh, of the spectrum with Charlie Sheen. I feel like Charlie Sheen would be cool as fuck to be around. Like I know he's a drugged out, coked out mess, but right now he's sober. Um, he's done some awesome movies. Like he was Rick Wild Thing Vaughn. God damn it, have some respect. Like I I personally I wouldn't have a problem with Charlie Sheen. He seems like he would be dope as hell to hang around. Um, David Hasselhoff is on this list. The Hoff. Yeah, see, I'm okay oh, with. I, I would. I, I there's a certain amount of reverence that I would have to have for Michael Knight. You know, like I can't. <laughs> I can't punch David Hasselhoff. 
And I mean, he was in Baywatch. Um, <laughs> Jennifer Love Hewitt is on this list. Uh, I don't know about that. I wouldn't want to punch her in the face. Oh, yeah. oh, I think isn't that because she's like, isn't she like getting real into politics or something? So probably the half of the people that don't agree with her want to punch her in the face. Or am I thinking of someone completely different? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I'm thinking of someone completely different. I think, right? Am I thinking of the? I'm thinking of Alyssa Milano. Oh, okay, yeah. I oh, can, yeah. Okay. I could, I could see Alyssa Milano getting punched in the face. Yeah. Um, but Jennifer Love Hewitt is just, in my opinion, she's too adorable. Like I wouldn't be able to yeah, punch her in the face. Yeah. I would. I'd uh, give her hands, but they wouldn't be fists. <laughs> oh, look out! I O. Um, Miley Cyrus is on this list. Yeah, that's that's yeah. Hannah Montana not on the list. Very odd. <laughs> Interesting. Hannah Hanny, Hanny Mon- yeah. Montana was safe. Um, Denise <laughs> Denise Richards is on this list. <laughs> it's such a like. This is such a list of like. Oh yeah, that that yeah. person is alive yeah. still. Spe- Interesting. Speaking of another person that you're like, oh shit, that person's still alive. Tara Reid. What? Oh, yeah. shit. Huh. See, I wouldn't want to oh. fight him. I wouldn't fight want to fight number eleven on this <laughs> list because I feel like he would kick my ass, and that's DMX. Oh yeah, no. Oh, you would not yeah. live. Nah. No. No way. No, no. way. And, and again, no. I also wouldn't. Even if I, even if I was in a situation where we would want to fight, I would try to talk my way out of it. I'd be like, DMX, man, do we really need to fight, dude? Come on. Yeah, he's the he's the he's the type of of crackhead that you yeah that that's not going to end favorably for you. Yeah. You're gonna get a broken nope. bottle right through the eye. Yeah. That's plus, happening. Plus, yeah. he was he was on an episode <clears throat> of Fresh Off the Boat. Um, which is it was an ABC show. It was Eddie Wong's show about uh, him growing up in Orlando, and DMX was on there. But like it was supposed to be the '90s, but it was obviously filmed in like 2016, and like they filmed it, and DMX is there, and like the little kid who's playing you know childhood Eddie Wong is like, "Damn, DMX, you look old." And he's like, "I got a baby. It makes me tired. I never sleep." And it was just it was it was hilarious because he was the <laughs> same DMX. He doesn't act because you know he's DMX. Honestly, number 12 on this list, I think should be number one. And that's Rob fucking Schneider. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Rob Schneider is the, is the most punchable douchebag ever. And like, not only that, he's anti-vax too. So like, that just makes him even more of a douchebag. Yeah. It's just like, not only are you going to annoy us with your obnoxious bullshit comedy, you're going to tell us how, oh, well, immunizations give you autism. Fuck you, Rob Schneider. Yep. I'll stick my kid with whatever needle I please. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> you know what? Maybe I shouldn't say that yeah, that's, on a <laughs> on a recorded line. <laughs> I mean, with 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 cures to to preventable diseases. <laughs> yep. Um, I don't agree with this one at all. I don't even think he should be on the list. Ice Cube. Oh no, no, no. Way. no. I feel like Ice. Cube- Ice Cube would probably kick your ass too. I feel like he would kick your ass, but also Ice Cube is—he seems like he's lovable, you know. Like he would be kind of—he'd kind of have an attitude because he's Ice Cube, because you know he's, he's hard as fuck. But like at the same time, like I feel like he would be like a likable dude. You'd just be like, "What's up, Ice Cube?" And he wouldn't smile. He'd like nod his head at you and be like, "Sup, man? Like what you want?" And you're like, "Nothing. I just wanted to hang out and have a sandwich." You're in Fredericksburg. Let's let's go to Gourmet. And he'd be like, "All right, cool," but like never smile. And you just. You'd go and he'd be like, was it good? You can never read his face. Like, you couldn't tell, like, whether or not he was actually enjoying the sandwich. You'd be like, was it good? And he'd be like, yeah, that was damn good. And you're like, are you happy or angry? I can't tell right now. Both, all the time. 
I thought you were going to say Ice T because, like, you know, he's on Law and Order SVU and all this stuff. But ever since that John Mulaney skit about him, I'm like, Ice T is my favorite person in the history of the world, and I would never punch him in the face. Hang on. I got to find, I got to pull him up. They did these series of memes about Ice T's character. Uh, about uh, Finn from uh, SVU where they just make up shit that he's saying and it's the funniest shit that I've ever seen in my life. They are so goddamn funny. Let me see if I can find it. Oh, here it is. Okay. Like, here, here's one of them and it's just a picture of him on SVU and it says, final semester, scumbag teacher tells him he's got to finger a stork on webcam if he wants to graduate. <laughs> Turns out, what? turns out that turns out the joint was laced with kitty litter and soy sauce. Kids are calling it Brown Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> oh goddamn internet! Oh, this is see this is this is the best. This is when the internet really comes through. Is when they do stuff like this. They make these kids dress up and act like robots. Messes them up so bad they think they're from the future. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, it's big with the kids lately. They crack some eggs, fill them up with dirt, then force some poor kid to eat it on camera for views. They call it Chocolate Easter. (laughs) Oh, my God. Like, I mean, you you go through Twitter and you see people fighting about, like, the political nonsense of the day or whatever hot topic. And you're like, what does humanity come to? Why did we invent the Internet? This is horrible. Yeah. And then someone comes and totally redeems themselves. Exactly, right? <laughs> they made him they made him fight a newborn baby, told him it was his own younger self, time traveling from the past, trying to take away his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, these are great. Oh I could listen to this all friggin' day. <laughs> oh man. These are great. These are so wonderful. They kidnap kids, paint them blue, and raise them raise them their whole lives to be Smurfs, and they sit them down and force them to watch James Cameron's Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> and on, this is the one we're going to end on. They glued pubic hair to his face and told him he was the Wolfman. <laughs> oh, Internet, thank you so much. Thank you, Internet. <laughs> I need a cigarette after that. Oh, man. I don't even smoke. Oh, some of the other ones that are on this list. Um, well, David Schwimmer is on this list. Okay. Ross from Friends. I could see that. He did get a little oh, annoying yeah. at times. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andy Dick. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Steve, yeah. Steven Seagal. I don't even think that he's an obnoxious. I think that he's just a joke now, you know? He's become a parody of himself to the degree where, like, if you punched him, yeah, it, it would just feed into that even more. Exactly. Yeah. Russell Brand, um, I could see that. I can see that too. I mean, I personally yeah. loved him in Forgetting Sarah Marshall. So no matter what he does, in my opinion, he's always going to be uh, Aldous Snow, and he's hilarious. But yeah, it, he's amazing. His podcast is fucking fantastic. Like, oh yeah, he's a really sharp uh, I, dude too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I love listening to him talk. Yeah, I I, I would. Yeah, I don't agree yeah. with that one. Chuck Norris is on this list. That's surprising because nobody's going to fuck with him because he's Chuck Norris. Yeah, yeah. Have you seen the total gym? I mean, he's someone, in constantly perfect shape. Yeah, someone has a death wish. Yeah, right? Did, yeah. Not, they did not think this through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Charlie Sheen's actually on this list too. Um, <laughs> Drew Barrymore, Brendan Fraser, Matthew Fox, Joshua Jackson, Matthew Lillard. Basically, if you were a teen heartthrob in the 90s, apparently people want to punch you. Um <laughs> <laughs> like 90% of the cast of Scream is on here. David Arquette. Uh, 
Jesus. Adam Sandler, which, I mean, can anybody argue that one? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I disagree. I have, no, I, have a very I, soft, I have a very soft spot for Adam Sandler. Like, those those comedy albums that he made in the 90s are, like, they were some of the funniest shit that I'd ever heard in my life when I was a kid. I, like, half of these people, probably even more than half of these people, like, that you're reading off this list, I'm like, not only am I thinking, oh, that's right, they exist, but it's like, what would punching them even do at this point? Nothing. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's let's move on because I mean, there's <laughs> the list of punchable people continues like in yeah. ad nauseum. So let's move on to to, uh, oh, yeah. to story number two here. Um, you know, Steve, we didn't really get your take on this though, man. What's what's your take on the whole like Punisher, like Jessica Jones, like all of the Marvel stuff, like. <laughs> For a second, I was like, wait, what are we even talking about anymore? <laughs> wait, we started talking we said, about that? We were like, oh, the Punisher and punching people. I, what? Um, yeah, dude, like, I I mean, I want to see these guys again. I want to see all the whole team again. I want to see all of them. Like, I mean, I know probably Daredevil and Punisher were probably the two most, like, oh, they're gone. Like, more so than Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, or Iron Fist. But I like the defenders like i like their the actors like their chemistry together you know like they seem mm-hmm. like they played well off each other and everything like that and i think there's plenty more stories to tell for these characters um it it got to the point where like it was so good that i never really read daredevil comics growing up or anything but it's make it made me want to go back and read daredevil stuff um and yeah. i know like a lot of comic book artists and everything um always cite like specific daredevil stuff um was it like born again or like the frank miller stuff like stuff i've just never read like i understand it's like seminal stuff but my my only introduction to daredevil really growing up was reading the spider-man stuff um so i always tell people like when i was in high school my high school job was working at chick-fil-a and it was so good i can still like and it was clean i can still eat there as an adult so i'm always like there's one certain statement you can say that's like wow okay that must have been really good then so it's like Daredevil was so good, it made me want to go back and read old comics from the 70s about it. That's how good it was. Um, and I don't want to see that go away. So I would love – I don't care where it comes back. I don't care if it's on – I really liked MC's point about FXX. I think that would be the perfect spot for the tone of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems like Disney Plus are trying to make like a little more family-friendly like what we think of when you think of Disney. Even though they're even on that um, – shareholders call like a month or so ago they were saying like oh no no, we're still completely fine making r-rated like superhero movies and like stuff that we're picking up from fox that's fine we don't care because we want to rake in that sweet sweet deadpool money yeah um but i agree that disney's like disney plus doesn't quite seem like a fit with these because netflix can do whatever the heck they want they don't have a genre they don't have like a they, they hit everybody they so this this was fine um FXX is perfect. Like the more like I think about that, that's that is perfect for that. Yep, and and like I said, they all have, they have complete ownership over that, so they they could easily bring all of them, all the shows straight to there, and and, and just pick it where they left off. I'd be I'd be honestly I'd be I'd be really interested to see what they decide to do if they if they decide to bring back all the shows individually, or if they decide going forward to maybe do kind of team-ups to where maybe instead of bringing back Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist individually, you do a, uh, a Heroes for Hire series as kind of the continuation. Or maybe if they do just a straight Defender series where you see all of them interact together, 
going forward. They have like their own episodes and stuff. Yeah, like yeah. It, instead of doing uh, instead of doing uh, just an eight episode thing, uh, creating a story that can span out over the course of maybe a longer season, maybe to just ten episodes. Ten episodes in that case. The only thing that's interesting about this whole quagmire is I was looking up Hulu in its ownership. So right now, at the moment, Comcast, Disney, and Fox all own 30%, and AT&T owns the, the other 10 So when the merger goes through, Disney is going to own the majority of Hulu majority of it, at yep. 60%. And I guess Comcast is open to discussions of selling its other 30%, which... Yeah, which means AT and T is, you know, with its ten percent, would probably get bought out as well, and then Disney would be on the whole the whole thing. So I don't know if that means they just, you know, shelve it and just say Disney Plus is a thing, or, or use its infrastructure to do Disney Plus, or if they just do like, all right, we're going to keep Hulu around, and this is where we put all of the content that we own and don't have to pay anything for, and that's where we put more of our adult, you know, darker R rated movies, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then Disney Plus is like our like family, kid-friendly, Pixar animated stuff, you know? I mean, it would make a ton of sense, <clears throat> especially because Deadpool, I think I, I read somewhere that like the Deadpool movies are going to be coming to Hulu once the deal goes through. Like, they're going to feature all the all their Deadpool content there. Which is so, fine by me. I will totally watch yeah, Deadpool as like, soon as it comes to Net, uh, Hulu. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's more on a Disney part then yeah. because like you're capturing a, you're you're casting a wider net because I mean you got you know people that are, are single or you know or, or more young adult age and everything that aren't you know are still gonna want to watch like Pixar and everything like that because they make quality movies but aren't like in the family zone and you know keeping Hulu around and kind of putting your content there um, with so many more people moving away from like traditional cable then you can still show like the movies or the shows or whatever you want on like an FF. FXX for your, you know, standard cable audience. You got Hulu, and then you got your Disney Plus for your family. I mean, it's just a much wider net. Um, with how much they're paying to buy Fox, they're going to need to recoup some of that money somehow. Yeah. Absolutely. I think ultimately Disney literally could, if they wanted to, they literally could create a second streaming service for all their adult content if they really wanted to. But it would be easier yeah. for them to just buy Hulu essentially because they're already going yeah. to, essentially, with the way that this deal is working out. So. Just walk yep. right in. Exactly. So, story numero dos. All right. So let's not talk about Marvel anymore. And let's talk about Shazam DC. Um, it's not even so much about Shazam, uh, which I think we're all excited for that movie. It looks really funny. Looks good. I'm excited for it. But more so Shazam's big bad in, in the comics, Black Adam. Black Adam was cast was what really uh, right after man of steel like one of the first casting things are like oh by the way the rock we got him um and he i think he looks perfect like he's the perfect casting for black adam he can play an over-the-top villain if they're making shazam kind of campy and funny i can see the rock being a more campy kind of funny villain too that fits um he looks the part and it's just crickets ever since he was cast like there's no script there's no development like there's nothing going on with this character there was all those rumors about like oh it's gonna be like black adam and the suicide squad but now uh james gunn's coming on and doing his own suicide squad so that seems like that's kind of out the window those reports are he is not showing up at all in any sort of easter egg um post-credit scene nothing like that in the shazam movie any post-credits are gonna be about something else 
Um, so the will they, won't they, the did he see a shadow part of this one is with the way the DCEU is like constantly evolving, stuff's being added, stuff's being canceled. Will we or won't we ever see The Rock as Black Adam? Discuss. <laughs> I mean, considering how much money movies featuring The Rock would make, it would be a colossal mistake on DC's part to not feature him. I mean, it's it's already a mistake that you got him under contract and then somehow in the years it's been since then, you have not, you, you don't have an appearance, you haven't, you haven't even tried to put one of uh, a movie featuring him out, despite the fact he makes like 19 movies a year. Then <laughs> and they all end up making a bunch of money, regardless of whether they're good or not. <clears throat> I'm hopeful that like I'm hoping that maybe this might be some misdirection on DC's part, in the same way that Kevin Feige uh, and the guys at Marvel like to be really deceptive as to what's actually true and what's not true with the uh, Avengers trailers or the title or with anything. So I'm hoping maybe this is just some deception on DC's part that, you know, they're, they're saying like, hey, yeah, we're not doing anything with them. There's nothing in Shazam. And then, you know, maybe maybe he shows up or maybe there's a, a reference to him in some sort of fashion. But it would, it would be colossally, it would be colossally stupid for DC to not do anything with him going forward, especially because they're green lighting a million other movies, which may, which, you know, I, I don't have an issue with it, but it's like none of these other people you're casting are Dwayne Johnson. None, none of them like this, this man literally guarantees that your film is going to make a, a couple million dollars. So take advantage of the character See, use the use the care and Shazam's coming out now, so it, like this will be the perfect time, the the, the perfect time to Shazam's going to come out. Um, I mean, and maybe that's it too. Maybe they're waiting to see how Shazam does before they know. Hey, maybe then we'll greenlight Shazam two, and then we can you know kind of set up you know bring Black Adam in. But it it would just be really dumb on DC's part to to not to to do nothing with arguably the biggest gro the, the, the biggest grossing actor of this of this decade. Well, here's the thing is just because he's not going to appear. It says Black Adam reportedly will not be in post-credit scene of Shazam. So we're, if we're going literal from that, all we can say is that there is no character and there's no Dwayne Johnson, right? We know that much that he's not going to be in the post-credit scenes. But if you'll notice, they didn't say anything about anything else in the movie they didn't like he if you know anything about the character <clears throat> excuse me um is he is essentially he was the first shazam and it's entirely possible that you get a tease very similar to like at the end of empire strikes back when luke is leaving dagobah and obi-wan says to yoda that boy is our last hope and yoda's like no there's another you literally could get something like that where it's just like, you know, hey, you think you're badass, but you weren't the first Shazam. And in fact, he's still out there. Oh, snap! We don't even actually get a reference, or like, him showing up there, but there's a reference to him, and then you know that that's what the second one's gonna all be about. So, this could all, maybe DC's finally figured it out and gotten their shit together, and this is all like a, a tease in hopes to kind of drum up some more 
excitement because people are going to be like, oh, I still want to see Shazam. It looks good. And at the end of it, you're just like, oh, shit. And we know who Black Adam is. It's fucking The Rock. It's going to be great. Like, it's fingers crossed. DC hasn't shown that they've been able to do that yet. But, I mean, Aquaman was pretty damn impressive. So maybe they've got it all figured out now. I, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it'd be it'd be great if they did do something. If there's at least a reference in in the in the film, but I mean, the 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 time to tease a Black Adam character if he's not going to be featured in the film at all would absolutely be the the post credit scenes. I mean, I mean, if you if you it, if we look at Marvel, I mean, they they tease Thanos at at the end of every Avengers film before hey he's here. That's because Marvel <laughs> had their shit together, and DC's yeah. just not really. Yeah, I mean, and and that's the other thing too is like from what I've heard, the post credit scene is. I mean, like I've I've heard speculation that we're gonna see Superman in there, so. I mean, for all we know, Superman shows up. He's like, I need your help. There's another Shazam. And then you're just like, oh, fuck. And that's it. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, that could be enough well, to tease people yeah, and get them excited that, about it. That would, that would be cool. The the stuff the stuff that's out there about the Superman scene, uh, mainly it, it mainly sounds like it's it's uh, Billy Batson just kind of fanboying out about Superman. Which, I mean, that would still be cool, though. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think that we would actually see the rock and i think that's kind of like what the article was pointing to is that like he isn't suiting up and like even if they did tease it i mean it's probably not going to be for another two to three years until they actually got him on screen as the character Um, from what i saw in like the trailer it looks almost like they're adapting dr savannah almost a little bit like a black adam uh because if you watch the the trailer there's a scene where they're they're going into um, Shazam like his his cave, um, you know, and they show like Billy going in in the big trailer, the first one, but then the recent one, that little teaser. There's another scene where it's just a two second clip where someone else is walking in. It's another kid, but he has like older time clothes and like a vest and stuff on. And I'm thinking that they're adapting Doctor Savannah and saying like he was a kid that was maybe given some kind of powers didn't really work out because i mean dr savannah in the comics he can see magic but he doesn't really have like super strength or flight or any of the powers that shazam does um whereas in the trailer we see them like he catches you know his his punch and there's some other trailers where they're like flying around and fighting and stuff so i'm almost thinking they're kind of rolling a little bit of black adam into into this first movie in a different character yeah i mean it's yeah and that might have been the thing, too, where they were just like, look, we got to make a Shazam movie. We yeah. we teased The Rock all these years ago, um, but we don't really we can't even get him because, like, who can fit into his schedule? You know, you have to like it. You have to book him like five years in advance and we don't have our shit together <laughs> right now. So let's just throw somebody else in here as a villain. And then maybe if this works out, we can book him and, for the second one or get somebody yeah. else to play him. So, I mean, it, yeah. And, you know, what? now that I think about it, I mean, they they could be. They could be like I kind of mentioned this. They they could be treating this just kind of like its own self-contained movie, just to see how it does, because that's how they treated Aquaman before Aquaman was as wildly successful as it's been. And now we know for sure, like, yeah, they're definitely going to do an Aquaman two because it makes a ton of sense to do an Aquaman two because of how successful the first one was. So maybe you know, maybe that's kind of the the logic behind it. Here is you don't want to bring in. A, a, a major character, a major villain like a Black Adam, 
and you don't even know how people are going to react to just having Shazam be on screen for the first time. So maybe they want to just kind of see how it does. If it does well, they can continue to to green light it because uh, I mean, because it sounds like they they there there's some semblance of a plan. Zachary Levi in an interview recently kind of implied that you know eventually they would like to have Shazam you know join the Justice League in whatever iteration that the Justice League looks whenever they decide to do the next film. But it, but it sounds like they like it's going to be dependent on well if like if Shazam bombs I wouldn't expect them to want a green light a sequel and in, and in that case. It wouldn't make sense to even try to bring in bring in a Black Adam, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's who knows what they're gonna do. I mean, it's. I'm glad that they're finally like starting to think a little bit ahead. Like Aquaman and Wonder Woman's success gave them enough like confidence where they can be like, "Hey, we don't have to like hold our breath when these movies come out anymore." Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. They can start pre-planning a little bit, so it's it's. Good for them. I'm, I'm glad. And that's the thing, too, is, like, so many people like to like to crap on things. And it's one of the things that, like, GGR tries to stay away from in general. It's like, I, I'm not a big fan on the shitposting, essentially, like, for lack of a better term. Yeah. But, like, a, a perfect example is we had this conversation with my son recently. Was, he was watching these YouTube videos. And it was like, these guys go to, like, theme parks and stuff like that. And, like, we watched a couple of their videos. And every single video is just like negative and like well this ride cost too much money and this ride was this and this was horrible and blah and i stopped it and i was like bud we can't watch these anymore man i was like when was the last time these guys said anything positive about any of these things and he was like well well but like it's they're still talking about it. i was like no 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 i was like you gotta find somebody who's at least like okay so here's the negative but here's the positive too when it's all negative like just like you know in the in like if you go to work if you work with somebody yeah there might be some things wrong with your workplace but like when you have somebody that all they do is talk bad about everything that's going on it's in, nobody wants to be around them and like that's it, it just it just sucks and like i think that we've all gotten away from that when we look mm -hmm. at movies is like we all are looking and i think i mean it's part of the internet culture that we need to try to refine but so many of so much of the internet culture is about shitting on stuff you know some of it's funny obviously but like it's it's still like so much of what the identity of the internet is is just about tearing things down and like what happened to enjoying movies you know what happened to like going to go see uh, Batman vs Superman Dawn of Justice and being like you know this movie was not that great but man it was so bad there are some really really good things to make fun of in this like the whole Martha thing you know like the whole yeah. like, <laughs> the whole thing that like Alfred like says thank god you've arrived and then we never fucking find out who that was like ever like it was yeah it just yeah, yeah and, I, and I think that um, to your point about like everything being negative like yeah. it, it also uh takes away and like kind of dilutes like when you have a legitimate complaint against something exactly you know what i mean like there's a legitimate like critique or something where you're saying yeah. like i liked x y and z but this over here man it just really didn't work and it took me out of the story or like whatever it is and then it just becomes like oh you're just hating on it or whatever it's it it becomes like that polar extreme where it's either like i love everything and i'll never say anything negative or yeah. if i say anything ne negative it means i hated everything like why can't I just think The Last Jedi was like a six and a half out of ten or a yeah. seven out of ten? Like, I liked some of it. I didn't like other parts. 
that's fine. <laughs> well, and that's the funny thing, too, that you mentioned that particular movie, because I think that one is emblematic of the biggest problem with fan culture in general. And, like, GGR alum, Zombie Ben, did not like The Last Jedi. And him and I went back and forth about this. And we actually ended up, like, yelling at each other about this, like, because we were fighting about it. I was like, you just have to realize what you sound like right now. I was like, the problem is, is most people who do not like this movie, the way you're describing it, will say all of these things and then they'll also like they're like oh I didn't like this because this was dumb and this was handled poorly and this was handled poorly oh and I don't like black people or women and you're like wait what like <laughs> you kind of slipped that in there wait, at the end how, dude how what? did we get how did we get there yeah and I was I was telling them I was like that's the problem with this with this particular movie is people a lot of the naysayers all got lumped into this category of like just toxic shit because that's what most of the complaints were coming from but, like, he made a really good point. One of the things that, and you probably appreciate this, Steve, is he said, why did we have to redo all of the stuff after Return of the Jedi when there was an entire, like, framework for how you do it? And it's Timothy's on. And I was like, thank you. Yes. I was like, exactly. I was like, the only downside to it was is you waited too long and those characters were too old. You couldn't do it. That, that's the correct counter argument, too. Yeah. The Zahn stuff is a better trilogy the way it's written it has great new characters captured the essence of the old characters but you're right it takes place right after essentially your 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 people are too old at this point so you're either doing a recasting everyone that doesn't work or you're pushing the story back 30 years and it, that really doesn't fit either because it's all about picking up the empire's remnant and stuff like that you kind of have to do a new order where they've rebuilt everything I mean, you had 30 years to play with yeah. picking up the piece of the empire doesn't really fit at that point so yeah. i i agree i wish in 1992 they just started making episode seven and called it heir to the empire but that didn't happen no nah, exactly. so what are you gonna do yeah ex exactly and, and that's and that's what it is you know shoulda woulda coulda kind of thing and yeah. um it's 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 why we and I've, I've said this on at least like four or five of the last like 10 podcasts. It's why we do what we do. Like this will not be a place for people to shitpost. Like it just is not it. And, and that's the thing. At the same time, be critical of stuff, man. I have a fucking article that's one of the most popular articles that's ever been read on GGR about how much I hated Star Trek Into Darkness. And I am a Star Trek fanboy. Like I still love Star Trek. I will still watch that movie. I just hate the second half of it. Like, you can dislike something and still like the franchise. You can dislike something and not be, like, just a, a fucking troll and, like, bring up, like, just nonsensical things. Like, the things that, like, for instance, with Last Jedi, the one that drives me nuts is the people who were like, Luke was out of character. And I'm like, was he, though? Like, when you really look at, like, how he did things and how he handled when the dark side, when he got that little like twinge of dark side and he attacked his dad and he was like, holy shit, I'm turning to the dark side. And he threw his saber away. Same thing with Ben Solo. He goes into his hut. And he's like, I can feel the dark side in him. And he lights up a saber and he's like, that wasn't the right move and turns his saber off, but it's too late. Cause Ben already saw it. And he's like, well, I'm going to kill you now. And he's like, oh fuck. And it's, it's that constant lesson of this is what happens when you let the dark side in. And for him to do what he did made perfect sense. In my opinion, that's the other thing, too, is it's opinion. Nobody's right or wrong about that. Like, mm -hmm. that's the other thing that drives me nuts. No, you're wrong. You don't understand Luke Skywalker. No, bitch. None of us are right. It doesn't matter because we didn't write the story. <laughs> Plus, like, you're not sitting there saying, like, this is how I see Star Wars. And if you don't see it this way, I hope you get hit by a truck. Like, it, it's not about necessarily the opinion that you hold, but the manner in with which you express it to the world. 
and allowing the other people to have their opinion. Uh, it kind of goes back to what we talked about last week, just not as critical of a topic, but it's like there's a difference between listening to someone and having a conversation with them and agreeing with them. And you can totally have a wonderful conversation about a movie that you loved and I hated. We walk away still holding those same opinions doesn't mean that we can't have that conversation and we have to start like calling each other names and then also using like racial slurs or something. Yeah. Like you said, we're just defaults into madness. Well, and that's the funny thing is, is that's what happened with Last Jedi is like you have people who were like, oh, they're forcing Ray on us. She's a Mary Sue. And it's just like, all right, guys, you need to you need to chill with that. OK, because you know who else was a Mary Sue? Uh, his name was Luke fucking Skywalker. He just shows up and he's like, I'm good at things. And you're like, all right, like <laughs> they explain it. And I'm sure they're going to do that with Ray, too. But like that's that's the point is like so many people are just looking for reasons to be angry all the time. And I just it just what a sad life that must be like where you're just always constantly like. Have you guys ever seen, and I'm not, like, stating this comment as, like, I love him and I think he's the greatest comedian ever, but the um, the ventriloquist, um, and I, why can I not remember the guy's name now? Um, crap, what is his name? Oh, that's going to drive me nuts now. Uh, Jeff. Uh... Yes, Jeff Dunham. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Um, so Jeff Dunham has one of his puppets it's this guy named walter it's an old guy and he's just an old man <laughs> with a sour look on his face and his arms crossed that's how i picture every single person when i'm reading like negative shit posting on on the internet is walter with his arms crossed and just a sour angry look on his face <laughs> like <laughs> that's what you look like when you type that shit like it's you're just angry for no re for no good reason over things that were supposed to be fun and you're but this is fucking ruining my childhood like damn <laughs> It didn't change your childhood, man. It was just a fucking movie. Right. Like, I'm sure people said the same thing about that, like about Star Wars. Like, I'm sure that the generation before that was like, oh, this is stupid, horrible nonsense. You know, it was great. Fucking Casablanca. Yes, it was great. And this is great, too. Sit down, old man. Go away. <laughs> if, if a movie makes or breaks your life, you need to really reevaluate the priorities that you yep. hold. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And like... Ugh. Anyways, now we're now that we're talking about Star Wars, you know, we might as well move into yeah, yeah. perfect segue. Exactly. Uh, the last little bit on the geek sheets is, and I'm sure most of our geekdom has has heard about this, but the French governing body over their fencing leagues there have officially recognized lightsaber dueling as a sport. Um, they're doing this. Uh, basically said it there's been a bunch of like unofficial like leagues clubs in, in, in the uh in, in france uh but they're officially like kind of canonizing it as one of the forms of fencing because uh, fencing there's different uh blades that you use um and they're essentially saying okay here's the rules here's the types of blades that you can use and they're using like the polycarbonate like plastic blades that are very durable but also like aren't gonna like cut anyone's face off or break an arm or anything like that um and, there, and there's rules along with it and it's kind of funny because the the reason when they're asked like why are you uh, making this like children playing with swords in their backyard an official sport that you recognize and they're like basically nerds are out of shape and we want to give them a reason to exercise and you actually work up quite a sweat doing this so the more we can encourage this the more we're going to and i was like all right that's 
cool. Yeah, let's let's do something really fun. And you're running around working up a sweat. That's that's neat. I couldn't so help the, but read that when you in the in your article in a French accent. Oh, for sure, <laughs> the yeah. entire time. Yeah, yeah, you absolutely should be. Um, but the will they won't they on this one is uh, will we ever see this go beyond like, huh, that's an interesting story that happened in 2019. Let's never talk about it again. Or will this actually like catch on in other places and we see people like running around the sabers become more affordable, that kind of thing. Like, will I, it be something or not? I don't think they're going to become more affordable because they're still like you can get a decent one uh, as a nerd who owns one and has one in his closet right now. Um, <laughs> you can get them for about 100 to 200 bucks, which honestly, like I'm sure like a, a rapier or a uh, any fencing equipment is probably much more expensive. So like to think that you it, it's now almost essentially more affordable for anybody to do it is not a horrible thing but also like let, let's talk about this because you mentioned it at the bottom you're like is it possible we could see in the 2032 olympics various nbc analysis analysts uh, commenting on saber color choice like this legitimately could become an olympic sport because think about this the olympics ratings have been down every single time it's come on in the last four years like consistently like their ratings are just not as good as they have been so they've got to do something to start bringing in more people to watch this stuff because if you'll notice they also announced recently that they're talking about bringing breakdancing into the olympics which would be fucking awesome <laughs> and really why not i mean any i mean if, if something as subjective from a judging standpoint is like the yeah. ribbon dancing component of gymnastics oh, yeah. why can't another form of dancing like breakdancing oh yeah and if you can if you can any physical activity that you can put a scoring system around um, where you have like an equally unbiased judging panel, if it's something subjective like dance or something like this lightsaber thing where it's like, I was the first one to stab the other guy. So I get the point <laughs> and you have that kind of scoring system. Like I, if there's enough people that want to do it around the world and you can have legitimate competition I'm all for it. Yeah, I just wonder, are they going to follow lightsaber rules? So, like, if I hack your arm, like, does that mean your arm's gone for the rest of the match? Like, <laughs> they got to put it behind their back. Not just the rest of the match, like, the rest of the Olympics. Yeah, exactly. Like, the rest of the <laughs> tournament that they're doing, um, you don't get to grow it back. So, like, the winners, you know, the finals, one guy has one arm, one guy has one leg. Yeah. Oh. That would this, be. This, the Swedes, they're yeah. missing a leg. <laughs> Ooh, that's going to cost him big time in the finals there, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's channeling his dark side anger, as you can see. Yeah, like I'm, I'm all for this. I think it'll be cool. Um, the reason I wanted to bring out the breakdancing thing too, because I think they they tie together really, really well, is like I remember in high school there were some kids who were there was like a breakdancing team at my high school, and I was like, it's breakdancing. Anybody can breakdance. And like I was hanging out with them, and they were showing me the different stuff that they have to do and how physically strong you have to be in order to do some of the things. And I was just like, I was. I was really impressed. I was like, you have to be in incredible shape. Like they literally would do like a pose where it's not like quite like a push up, but not quite a headstand where your body's like at a weird angle, but you're holding yourself yep. up with your arms like off yep. the ground. And I was like, damn, that is super impressive. It's so like, hard. yeah. This is what my dad, like he, he, I remember when I was real young and I was like, kind of like making fun of ballet. And he's like, do you have any idea how physically gifted you have to be to be a male ballet dancer. Like, do you think Lynn Swan is like a baby man because he took ballet? Look at that dude. Go watch highlights of him. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I just, I guess because it's dance and it's like kind of artistic, you think it's like 
for like little wimps or something. But then you kind of look into it and you're like, oh, no, dancing is like like legitimately extremely physically demanding, regardless of the format. And you're just kind of like, oh, I have a little more respect for you now for doing this. Yeah. Yeah, it, it really is. And like I love that things like this are starting to happen in our society that we're starting to be more inclusive and we're starting to say, Hey, you know, the old ways are cool, but what if we, you know, jazzed them up a little bit, you know, what if instead of just, you know, boring fencing, you know, it made some fucking cool dope noises and stuff and it was bright red or, you know, versus bright blue. Like how cool would that be? Like, and if you've ever watched like, cause I'm a nerd and I'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to this thing. Um, I go on YouTube and I'll watch guys that have made their own amateur lightsaber battles like you watch them on youtube and just watching the special effects that they put into it is one is 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 interesting but two watching the choreography that they came up with for these fight scenes because a lot of them will go like really like fancy and lots of flourishes and spins around and shit and then other people actually understand that this is supposed to be a like knockdown drag out fight to the death and like it's it's just awesome that you can have somebody do this, but not only that too. That somebody is so interested in doing this because we saw it as kids and we were like, "I want to do that." That you spend that much time and that much effort putting it into something, and like, regardless of your take on it or what you think is art or is not or what is sport or is not, mm-hmm. it's physically demanding. It requires your time. It requires your effort, and you literally can see the difference between somebody who's good and bad at it. So I think that that all right there fits together in why this would be awesome to see that brings up a great point though is that like the videos that you watch they're practiced and choreographed i wonder how compelling like people who have been doing this for a long time could make it look just basically like freestyling they're just freestyling they're trying to fight each other as opposed to like okay we've scripted out and we've practiced this choreographed fight the same way they do you know in the films and the films you know the lightsaber duels look amazing. Um, but you think like, have you ever actually watched fencing? It's like, it's kind of fast, but then again, they're not glowing lightsabers either. So it's like, I kind of want to see it as an Olympic sport just to see how enticing two people just, and go fight without any practice. Go, you know, no choreography, I should say, not practice. Yeah. But. I, gotcha. yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the one thing that I'm, I'm curious about, like is how are they going to pull that aspect of it off? Because, are you literally just saying that it's it's lightsabers that you can use as fencing implements or are we saying that it's going to become a whole new thing because in order for, I mean really if if somebody wants to watch a good lightsaber duel it needs to be pretty well choreographed you're not going to see a lot of on the fly stuff and you don't see fencing matches where it's like where they're you know they're they're going back and forth blade against blade and all of a sudden it goes off the mat and they're into the stands and they're fighting each other and and one of them kicks one down the stairs and the other guy comes <laughs> charging at him and flying across i mean like th- there's different sides to this obviously so i'm just wondering like what aspect of this they're going to incorporate is it does it literally just mean like choose your weapon at the beginning of a fencing match and guys like i want the double bladed lightsaber i don't know i, don't... I mean do you guys know how they what the rules are in like leagues that already exist because that could be a, like an easy kind of starting point to maybe get an idea of, of how they could how they could actually implement it because i don't think i mean if they have leagues i don't like unless it's something like wwe uh you don't think that they're choreographing every single match that they do though right well you know what i'm gonna do is i actually know some people that are really into this 
And I think what we'll do is we'll put a pin in this and we'll come back to this later for another episode where we talk to somebody who actually does this and they, cause there, there are leagues. There is a, there's one called the Saber Legion. It's the world's biggest Saber dueling organization. So I'll talk to some people that I know that are involved in the communities and see if we can't maybe get somebody to tell us a little bit about this and how this works and kind of tie it in with this story that we just, we just talked about. That'd be awesome. Especially if we can do like alternate versions where like, here's the one-on-one, here's the battle Royale where six people go in and one comes out. And like, I would like, you know, just like there's different, versions of swimming you know there's different strokes and lengths and stuff let's do different versions of crazy lightsaber battles i want to see the live version of geonosis <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i'm just wondering i mean marcus made a really good point i guess the correlation would be like you know fencing for you know realism or like wwe for like the choreograph stuff like i mean yeah. it would be pretty cool if like in the olympics you had the commentators and it's like oh look it turns out that you know darth Alexi from 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 Russia uh, actually killed um, Mark Johnson's father in a duel 15 years ago, and Mark <laughs> is here for revenge. But revenge is not the Jedi way. That's right, Bob. It's not like I would love that. I would love the shit out of that. I'm assuming Bob there was Bob Costas. Is that correct? Well, of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, now I feel like we need to create a skit where we do that. <laughs> It's the 2056 Olympics. Oh man, um, I just I am I'm all for it. Like let's let's do it. Let's have some awesome shit. Like I think the more crazy these sports become, the better it's going to be. Add break dancing. Add why the fuck is parkour not in the Olympics? Basically, you get to the point where we're playing like Blurns Ball or whatever from Futurama because <laughs> it's just regular baseball got too boring. So we added all this other nonsense. <laughs> well, like, I mean, think about think about like the Ninja Warrior courses. Why oh, is that yeah. not an Olympic sport? Absolutely should be. You know, that's like, that's a hell I'll die on. Yeah. Right. Like I would I would be all for that. But also too like, um. I'm just trying to think, like I said, like parkour against, uh, for instance, would be amazing to have as a competitive meddling sport that you could see. I mean, like, cause it literally is, how do you do this? How well did you do it? Like how many times did you fall that sort of stuff? And they, they give it a course just, I mean, like, think about it, like as like the slalom courses that they have in the skiing Olympics, uh, skiing events in the winter Olympics, you could have something like that. And that would be totally dope. Now that you said Winter Olympics, now I just want Hoth lightsaber battles. <laughs> Every year when the Winter Olympics come out, there's always a video and they and they time it perfectly. And it's so funny. It's a picture of an AT-AT firing laser blasts into the snow. And it's <laughs> it's hitting the people that are going on the down ski hill, um, downhill skiing events. And like as they fall and trip, like the laser blasts <laughs> are hitting them as they fall down the hill. It's it's freaking amazing. I love it. <laughs> Uh, again, the internet is awesome. <laughs> yes, exactly. I think that's going to be the subcategory name for our episode tonight. You know, when the internet is awesome. Like, every now and then, man, they, they pull it together. They really do. Um, I mean, I think that covers us for the geek sheets, guys. I think we're I think we're good. Making like a wrestler in the Olympics and tapping out. Yeah. Well, wait a minute. Yeah. Okay. No, you can't really tap it. You get pinned in there in the Come on, Steve. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't watch wrestling. <laughs> I watch lightsaber duels. <laughs> it's obviously. <laughs> because I'm out of shape and France wants me healthy. Yeah. 
uh, Mr. Monarch, we're going to need you to pick up a lightsaber and uh, do something active, you know, you lazy, fat American. <laughs> Why'd you have to judge me like that? Just pick up your saber, fatty. Oh, okay. <laughs> this lightsaber, sponsored by Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> now that's what I call fitness. <laughs> it's talking about fitness. I'm about to fit in this entire drumstick into my mouth. Ah, yes. <laughs> come full see circle. See what you did there. <laughs> I see what you did there. All right, guys, so I think that's going to wrap us up uh, for the Geek Sheets for this week. Um, I mean, Steve, have you seen any, like, developing stories that are that are kind of trickling around the internet or uh, around the news sources for, for what we might see here maybe in March uh, for the Geek Sheets? Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, I'll probably be just talking about Dream Theater's new album the entire time and won't notice anything else. But there's a lot of stuff like uh, it's looking like they're going to use James Gunn's script for Guardians Galaxy 3. There's all those Marvel um, animated series that are going to be coming out for Hulu. So there's a lot of interesting stuff. Oh, yeah. Right and uh, they, plus, they wrapped Captain filming. Marvel. Yeah, the, Captain Marvel and they wrapped filming on Star Trek. Uh, Star Trek. Uh, they wrapped filming in Star Wars Episode Nine, so we should probably be seeing a trailer very soon, and we should probably have a title here very soon, too. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right, guys, so that's going to do it for the Geek Sheets for this week. Thank you for tuning in to GGR Pirate Radio, and stay tuned as we got more, because MC is going to tell us all about CatsCon. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for more podcasts and our awesome articles. This has been Pirate Radio Network Production Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!